Welcome to the Ultimate Journey, a podcast on awakening to spirit. I am your host, Frank DiGenova. Episode 4. Hi, and welcome to the Ultimate Journey podcast, Awakening to Spirit. My name is Frank DiGenova. In this fourth episode, we're going to be talking about duality and the trappings of it. Now, this is kind of a play on the previous episode, which was, are we living inside a matrix? I spoke about 3D and duality very briefly, but I'm going to elaborate more on that now. Before we begin, however, I'm going to ask you a question, and I won't answer it until the end of the podcast. What is the opposite of death? This podcast isn't live just yet, and there's no phone in. One day, I want to interact with you so I can hear your answers, but we're going to have fun with this, and I'll answer it at the end of the podcast, as I said. If you haven't listened yet to episode three, I invite you to do so now before listening to this one. It's not imperative, but I'm painting a picture here, and I want to expand on each point sequentially so you can understand what I'm talking about. Okay, what is duality? Some of you may have some ideas about what that is, and others may hear and see the word dual, as in fighting, and think that that duality is a resistance between two, and it can be, and I'll explain this. I'm sure many of us have seen the the Tao, where you see that circle with the two swirls in the, it's called yin and yang, or the Tao, and you see that there is white and black swirl with white dots and black dots in the opposing color scheme. There are many names for it, different concepts from different cultures, different belief systems. Some people say it's the balance. Some people say it's the opposing forces, the good and bad. Let's start off by describing the basic things, like the everyday things. We have night, we have day, you have hot, you have cold, up and down, in and out, back and forth. But for now, this is not an X-rated podcast, so we won't go there. Let's focus on the happy. And then there's sad, the opposite of happy, and so on. Now, in the grand scheme of creation, there needs to be contrast for you to experience anything. For example, if you have never felt love, like puppy love or lustful love or you know the first love, you'll never feel the heartbreak that comes after it. Just like we can't appreciate a beautiful day after that crappy weather for five days and rain and wind and that. So we need contrast to establish our likes and dislikes if you want to call it that, we learn or condition ourselves to prefer one state over another. And what can happen is that we get stuck there or it becomes an identity. I was speaking with a neighbor just the other day and they have a small daughter and we were discussing the different ways that parents rear their children. We're talking about nature versus nurture and all that. And, you know, some cultures have different ways of bringing up their children. You know, some people hit, some people don't, some people overcoddle their children, some people neglect their children. And it just goes across the dual scale if you want to keep in theme with this podcast. One particular topic that we were talking about was the reaction of the parent when a child falls down or scrapes themselves. The more passionate and emotional cultures, the parents tend to react and go, oh my God! And then the child looks at the parent not knowing what to do, feeling the sensation on their, their leg that's blood coming down and kind of mimic or mirror the reaction and express themselves in a dramatic way. Then there's other parents or caregivers that when a child does inflict some injury that they don't react and they allow the child to figure out whether to cry or to just brush it off. We learn 
by what we see. The reason why I'm bringing this up is because it relates to pain pleasure, which is the same thing, but on different ends of the spectrum. Now let me explain this. What's the difference between getting a very pleasureful massage on your shoulders compared to Star Trek fans? The Vulcan death grip. I won't be a dick about it and make you wait till the end of the episode to answer. I'll answer it now. The only difference between uh, this massage and the painful death grip is a matter of pressure. That's all it is. It's the same thing, but on different ends of the spectrum, as is all things in duality. And I'm not asking you to be sadistic or sadomasochist by any means. The point is, in creation, all is one. Let me give you an example of a bird. It has two wings, the left and the right. Yeah, duh, it's pretty basic, right? Now this is where we get trapped. Let's use the wing analogy to the color red and blue, which is seen everywhere in cola, products, sports teams, political parties. Do you drink Coke or Pepsi? Are you a Leafs fan or a Montreal Canadiens fan? Are you a Rangers fan or a Detroit Red Wings fan? Are you a liberal or a conservative? Do you see what I'm getting at here? Is it red or blue? Now let's get back to the bird. We either pick the left wing or the right wing. This depending on our belief systems, our cultural upbringing or programming or whatnot. It doesn't really matter. What matters is to realize that it's the same bird that has two wings. There is no separation. It is one. So let's get back to the yin-yang symbol where you have the circle and the swirl in there. So you notice, if you looked at it closely, there's a black and there's a white representing, let's say, the both wings of the bird. And if you look closer, you see the little circles inside each of the um, opposing colors. That signifies that the condition that is represented in the opposite is inherent in that condition. So let's say when you're happy, and you, let's say the happiness is the, the white swirl, the black dot inside that half swirl represents the sadness that is potential and that's laying dormant in that happiness condition. Again, the problem starts or the trap is when we try to hang on to one state and resist the other one from happening. Well, good luck with that. I use the example of an elastic band. When you pull on one end of the band, let's say you just loop it through your fingers and you pull it like the Chinese finger trap. Yeah, that's a good analogy. I never even thought of that. When you pull on one end of that elastic, you're creating resistance, you're creating tension, and you're creating a magnetic pull for the other condition to rear its ugly head or its beautiful head. You're drawing it towards you. It's going to happen anyway. You'll probably be upset when it does come because you're making your sense of calm and peace dependent on, the, on, on a condition or avoiding the other one. So let's get away from the politics, the uh, conservatives and liberals, and move on to the other taboo that you never talk about is religion. Now, before I speak about the religion and the duality inherent in the doctrines, I'm going to bring up the shamans and the South American perspective. These shamans don't see good and bad. They see energy and it's either dense or not dense. They won't say this is good energy or bad energy. They'll say this is a dense energy and a less dense energy or good and less good. They don't focus on the duality. Now, I believe this is a good start, but I think there's still a trap in that. I will answer this with the answer of our first question when I asked you, what's the opposite of death? I believe that there is no possible way or there's no solution to duality by resisting or accepting its polarities. Most all religions teach us of good and bad. You know, biblically you had 
God creating all the angels, and then you had Lucifer going against God. Then the fight between the angels and the demons, Jesus and the devil. In Egypt, you have Set killing Osiris, which is really about the night and the day going to war with each other. And that's the messed up thing. There is no war. The resistance between the two creates a tension. We cause a divide and the preference of one over the other. Just like you can't stop the waves of the ocean, it's going to happen regardless if you want it or not. And this, folks, is the trap of duality. And there's so many levels of it. You think you conquer one veil, you're going to have another one waiting for you to dissolve. As we start on our spiritual journey or our religious journey, we may or may not outgrow what we've learned. For those that are done with traditional or conventional religion, they go into spirituality. But then there's a trap too. There's the light workers and the cabal or the darkness or the dark workers. You don't think that this is still the same trap, the same illusion? This whole dualistic fight is ingrained in our psyche from storybooks and even from Star Wars. You have Darth Vader, dark father. Vader, Vader means father. And then you have Luke, which means light. So you have the, the, the fight between dark and light. So is there a solution for all this? Because there's going to be another layer waiting for you. There are traps within the traps. Even those professing or believing that they got woke or they're enlightened. That's an illusion too. <laughs> that's not being awakened. So how do we do this? How do we conquer this? Well, it's not so much about fighting and conquering or offering resistance. It's to allow things as they are. In the last episode three of The Matrix, I briefly talked about the 3D and 5D dimensions in the third dimensional world, we're governed by duality. So by using the 3D perspective, we're stuck. The way to overcome this is to have the five dimensional perspective and awareness where there is no duality. There's no time there either or space or anything physical. The energies are lighter. They're not as dense. Illusion or Maya or the Layla of source is not present or maybe it is. However, it's not as dense and it's easy to see through it. I'm going to give a quote from the good book, or whatever you want to call it, and whoever wrote it, there is, I believe that there is a lot of symbology in there, um, good and bad, so you take from what you will with it. This is from the King James Version, the Bible, it's Matthew 6.22, and Jesus said, The light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body will be full of light. Now what does this mean exactly? Well, you have the left eye and the right eye. You have yin and yang. You have duality. Now, the point between the eyebrows in the whole metaphysical and Hindu uh, belief system is the third eye chakra, the third eye, the all-seeing eye. Now, I'm not talking about the one that was hijacked by the other energies or the you want to talk about the right hand or the left hand path or the right eye or the left eye of Horus. But either way, it's split in duality. What we need to do is when people meditate, they close their eyes and they bring the energy up the spine to illuminate the third eye, which represents the pineal gland. Speaking of the eye of Horus, if you look at it, it's actually a map of the pineal gland. It's a cross section of what our pineal gland looks like. Take a good look at the hieroglyph and see. Just research it. By me continually describing the yin and the yang or the both sides, I'm keeping that energy divisive. So how do we unify these states and rise above them? By simply accepting them both as they are. You have to undo your programming and your conditioning. I'm going to quote Master Yoda. Mm, you must unlearn what you have learned. Mm, 
train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Hmm? Yes. The opposite of death, what is? Hmm? Okay, bye Yoda. Lucasfilm is killing me with all their royalties. So, to answer Yoda, and to answer the question that I posed to you earlier on in this episode, what is the opposite of death? Some of you may know the answer, and some of you may think you know the answer, and some of you may not know how to answer that. The incorrect answer is life, because life is eternal. It is forever. There's no conditions to it. The answer to this riddle is birth. The opposite of death is birth. We are eternal beings, and we're passing through these dualistic experiences of up, down, left, right, being born and dying But life is eternal, just as joy is eternal and is not dependent on happiness and sadness, because that is a dualistic trap. It is dense energy. This concludes this episode. I'm your host, Frank DeGenova, and this is the Ultimate Journey Podcast, Awakening to Spirit. Tune in next time. Thank you for listening to the Ultimate Journey Podcast, Awakening to Spirit. Join me again next time for more spiritual talk. You can reach me at info at theultimatejourney.ca. I thank you in advance for visiting my website, theultimatejourney.ca. For more information on my online courses, listeners will receive my course motivation for free. Until next time, walk in love and in gratitude.